Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reenings, and today is the day more news come out, but more importantly, we get to our main topic of the day, and that's looking at the promised NBA mark trades featuring the Pacers and the Suns. So once we're done running for every, every like uh, breaking news, which will be quick as things go with um, running NBA, we will be getting into mock trades and where I believe things are at because things are closing in. From what reports have been coming out to what people have been saying, um, the Suns are close, are very close on getting a sign trade to the Pacers on shipping out DA. Like, DA is on the move. I am 82% confident now that he's going to be shipped out. I don't know when, but I know he's going to be shipped out. That is why a free mock trade happening right now. And I also want to say as we're getting into this podcast episode, if you have not checked out the new article, I'm going to put it down in the comment or in the comments, no, not comment section, I'm in the description below and ask a simple question. Is DeAndre Ainge killing Neil 2.0? We addressed that through their journeys, how similar that is. Some of their uh, strange coincidences, if you want to call it that. They're uh, same skill sets in some ways. Reviewing the four seasons and many different things like that. And then at the end, I have Ain is most likely not staying with the Suns. And of course, I have a brief explanation. So I'll have that down there for you guys that want to continue to go to courtsy.com. And I'll have it for you guys that want to go to substack.com. Uh, for the Substack one, that is courtsyheat.substack.com. That is our front page one right now. Hopefully it's updated. We were having some issues with Substack. It was probably just my Wi-Fi. So before I was able to leave the office and stuff, I was going to try to get on there. Things were happening. But worst case scenario, you still go to Substack and it's not on there. Don't fret, guys. Just keep looking at your articles like your real listing or the real list of NBA 2K23 teams and player ratings. It will... For sure, have that on there without fail. So we already got in, we already got into it a bit, because this could branch off to social media. That's going to be our tiny little segue. But we already know about courtsheat.com. That's the main hub for all information. You know about courtsheat.substack.com. That is the main hub for paid subscribers for interesting articles, right? That is for free subscribers and paid subscribers. That's going to be our membership page. Then you also know about the Hot Take newsletter. We have a new, new newsletter coming out 
this Wednesday, which is actually tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Uh, gosh willing that we're able to set the news are this time because last time for Sunday, it was down between, <coughs> sorry, pardon me, between Friday and Saturday. So I was not able to prepare for Sunday, so I had to let you guys know about that from the podcast and of course through, um, through, yeah, through social media. So that's pretty much it. There's like really no good explanation. Right, it's pretty much that, um, it was like one of those weird weekend things that gets too many users. I don't know and I don't care. Hopefully it does not happen for today when putting it together, uh, finishing putting it together. Then of course, saying it out to all of you tomorrow morning as I'm very excited. News arts will come out to your email at 8 a.m. or around 7, 8 a.m. Still trying to figure out a good time, but between one is two times. And of course, we know about Twitter.com slash Quartzite Heat. That's at Quartzite Heat. Um, that's our main Twitter one. Instagram's available. Uh, yeah, Instagram's available. Facebook is available. We're going to be publishing again. We've been mainly focusing on Twitter because so much news has been going on. And just trying to rapid fire everything. So that's the main reason. But we're going to get back to Facebook. We're going to get back to Instagram. So don't you guys worry about that. We got those things covered. Without fail. Real quick. Because we were selling the pools last night. And pretty much. Well like around 6. Around yeah about 6 o'clock. My. <coughs> Dang man. The one time I don't even water. It's fine. Uh, pardon me. So for my first poll, it was at 5.56 p.m. yesterday evening. And I asked, do you think the sun should give up DeAndre Ain or try to make amends? The four options were make amends, get Kevin Durant, just trade away Ain, whatever. 38% of y'all said get Kevin Durant. 37% of y'all said just trade Ain away. 14% of y'all said make amends. 11% of y'all said whatever. So there's 11% of y'all that don't care. There's 14% of you that Phoenix Suns fans are begging the dear gosh that he comes back, right? There, there's like pretty much like in the 14% that believe that there's only 14% possibility of probability of him coming back. But then get Kevin Durant just trade away in. It could be one and the same, but evidently, I want just to break it up to get your guys' feelings on this and, of course, Kevin Durant. Because, legit, if you guys have seen the poll, I'm pretty sure majority of y'all have already seen that poll. If you guys are following me on Twitter, at Quartzite Heat, I put, get normal, the Kevin Durant just blasted in full letters. I'm not even kidding, just full caps, all caps. Whatever the proper lingo is for that. But then the second one we had, that was last night. Yeah, last night at 1028. As of right now, as of this recording, 67% of y'all, oh, I'm sorry, 
I didn't even answer, I didn't even tell you guys the question. So we had that poll like last night, and I asked, should teams take a chance signing Taco Fall to an NBA contract for the upcoming season, or no, he's not at that level. I had four options, yes, sign him, no, don't sign him, only good in the summer, greatest idea ever in all caps. Why would I put that in there? I'm going to get to that in a second. 67% of y'all said yes, sign him. 13% of y'all said only good in the summer. 11% of y'all said greatest idea ever, in all caps. And 9% of y'all said no, don't sign him. So for the 9% that said no, don't sign him, you must be very fun to be around. You see my buzzkills. Um, the reason why I put that out there is because the score on Twitter actually posted this, and because I wasn't really watching Summer League, I don't care for Summer League. Sometimes I will, better than when it comes to some of the players and whatnot, and teams and how they're growing. Like Josh, G uh, Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren, I was there for that. I got to see some of the highlights, I was checking it out online. But besides that, not so much. But here's my boy, here's my guy, Taco Fall. He averaged, he got these stats... While only playing 17 minutes. That is, in 17 minutes, he had 12 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 blocks. My guy needs to be signed to a contract right now. I think that's non-negotiable, at least for this season. I think you gotta be fair for that, because come on. Those are pro-light stats, and you could just be saying his height. You take that. Because I bet you, if you get him like 5-10 minutes per game, he'll get you a few rebounds, he'll get you a few points, it'll all work out. Plus, his height, his wingspan, is perfect for blocking. He's demonstrated that perfectly up to this point, right? Especially in this uh, summer league uh, setting. But that is the main cause on why... I put up that poll, not because I was bored, but because a lot was actually happening with uh, Taco Fall. To be honest, I wasn't expecting anything to happen with Taco Fall, but yet again, that have happened. Um, if you guys want to participate in the polls, we will have that down below. Or no, even better yet, just go to our Twitter page. Uh, we have we stopped tweeting. Come like we are 11, what's the last time we tweeted? 11.21 p.m. was the last time we tweeted last night. So if you guys just scroll down a bit, or you go to, over to our like section, because we just like spread out that way, you can see some of our polls and people we've interacted with and just things that we liked in general. So yeah, that's all I got to say about the, through the introductory stuff. Got no announcements. It's pretty quiet announcement-wise. I can't think of anything besides i'm gonna start releasing polls on truth social because i believe that's another platform i should be on i have no idea if people are going to care for me because this is just going to be another political uh platform right but that could be said as twitter so i'm not going to categorize as that yet but i've been on here i have gone away from that Unintentionally, my ad is just things got caught up, and I wanted to focus on Twitter since that was giving me 
the most results possible. But besides all of that, let's just jump right into the breaking news around the league section. Let's get right into that segment because I don't want to waste any more time. I'm more excited for the NBA mock trades featuring the Pacers and the Suns. I truly am. I'm ready for that. So let's just get past some of this stuff. And I'm actually going to start out with the most shocking report first. And that involves the Warriors and Andrew Wiggins. So, due to salary cap issues, the Warriors are likelier or more likely to trade Andrew Wiggins instead of extending him. So, pretty much after they lock him up to a new deal, Golden State will be shipping him out. Now, the Warriors will like to keep him and seemingly do everything in their power within reason to keep him. However, it's been reported by multiple uh, reporters, journalists, etc. that Joe LaCobb is not looking to go deep to the luxury tax. He's not wanting to do all that huge money. He just doesn't want to pull all those sums of money back to the luxury tax because he's the majority of owner. Of the Golden State Warriors and what he says goes. Pretty much how it goes in these things. So that hurts. That that does hurt. Like, people won't realize how bad it hurts, but he's. Because people are going to remember his Timberwolves days. Again, I made an argument last podcast episode, and I said he was going to stay. So I, I want him to stay. And then this comes out yesterday. That's, that's, that's crazy. Comes out Monday and it's like, huh. So things have changed. The Warriors won him, but he's worth every penny now. He's a growing two-way player. He's a two-way guard that's just fascinating to watch. He's been developed and modeled by some of the greats on that team. Uh, molded by Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors. So, you know, when you have greatness around you and you have good leaders around you and you have good environment set for you, you're going to succeed. Or at least you should. That's the beginning expectations. While people may see it as rather high, it's not. Especially when you're on a team like the Celtics, the Warriors, uh, to even some extent the Heat. Even though they can be wishy-washy at times and wherever they fall. But I found that the most shocking report so far, and I believe it's going to be the most shocking thing you hear all podcast episode, because it's not like they're just denying him, it's because of salary cap issues. And when you don't want to keep going deep into electric tax, and I 100% uh, understand that, do I agree with that? Yes or no, but ultimately... You just can't keep digging into that. So Warriors are likely to lose Andrew Wiggins. Because he's became a cornerstone of going to their Warriors success during the championship run. But they're going to be forced to let him go pretty soon. Come on. He's a two-way standout. An all-star. And he's been one of the biggest contributors to an NBA franchise. Or the NBA championship team. Like the Golden State Warriors. That tells you a lot. 
that tells you a lot. So here's the thing. When you're looking at Tad, who would be teams? And it was reported by Sean Devaney of Heavy. I hope I'm saying his last name right. If not, this all came from Bulla VIP. I'm on their website currently, and it seems like teams, per this one source, per transcript of Sean, that he said, quote, uh, this is of the executive, he said, quote, he's 27, if you are the Nets or Mavs or Pelicans, someone looking to be competitive quickly, he's got to be on your list. And this side is right. The quote is right when they said, when the exec said, the view of him around the league has changed at 180 degrees. He was the laughing stock. Many guys hated Andrew Wiggins because of his work ethic. Jimmy Barr called him out. Jimmy Barr called him out for a lot of things. Was he right? Potentially, yeah. Especially when he was in Minnesota. But a lot of guys were not fans of Andrew Wiggins. They saw he was going to be a former first overall pick boss. That tells you a lot. But then he's able to shake off the horrific Minnesota years. And now able to develop quietly and have a significant boom with the Warriors, under the Warriors, and through the Warriors. That really tells you a lot about the coaching job of Steve Kerr, the development job of Steve Kerr, that coaching staff, and even the players to a certain extent. But this guy, in eight years, from being the first, former first overall pick to Cleveland in 2014, going to Cleveland, before being shipped off to Minnesota, he got married because of the Kevin Love trade. LeBron won that. That was pretty much like the first installment, true public installment of GM, uh, lead GM movement, right? If you want to call it that. So in eight years, you've seen all this up and down. But since 2019-2020 season, he's come in and he's been able to be renewed. Who he is has changed. He's matured through his basketball IQ. He's matured in the way he grows in the game and how he plays it. And how he sees the court too. He's a two-way guard for a reason. He's a standout without question. And he's only 27. That is the significant part there. That is something that we cannot underestimate. That just we cannot push under the rug. He's only 27. You're going to lock him up to a max extension probably or something that's going to be four to five years. That's how I would do it. But this is a guy last season who averaged 17 points, four and a half rebounds, and two assists per game. Come on. In a stats-filled, stats-heavy Warriors team that has tons of loaded scorers, dominant ball handlers, and some selfless teammates, when you put that all together and you're still able to cobble out 17 points per game, and be efficient offensively and defensively for the most part, that is significant, and that should not be taken granted for. So here's the thing. And I'm looking at this one site who's projecting him to have a five-year market value of $40 million per year. Because he's, he's being the average starter. Which makes sense. And this is through the 538 
uh, site through projects.538.com. It was only through ESPN. Pretty credible. But yeah, if you when you see this, you see that his market value is forty million per year. You're looking at a two hundred million dollar contract. That would give him that. Because if you're gonna give Michael Porter Jr. and some of these other interesting players that kind of money or money similar to that on longer years or about the same years, then why not give it to Andrew Wiggins? He's got championship experience. He's got puff experience. He's learned from one of the greatest shooters of all time, Stephen Curry. And then you learn from a good shooter from um, Clay Thompson. You learn defense and trash talking from Draymond. You learn a lot. So it hurts that you're not going to be, it hurts me, it packs pains me you're not going to be seeing him continue of Golden State, but you're just going to be forced out of it. Unless Joe Cobb says, you know what, I would change my mind 180 degrees. I'll, I'll do a 180. I don't think so. If that's already being leaked out publicly or just being stated publicly, I don't think he's going to change his mind. And the Warriors are in build-now mode. They're in a win-now, build-for-the-future mode. It's been working out great so far. See, so yeah, the most shocking news by far, especially if you're a Warriors fan or even a personal Andrew Wiggins fan. That one has to hurt. Now, here we go. Houston is also going to hurt. This, well, I'm going to take about This could also be shocking. But it's not as shocking as Andrew Wiggins stuff just because he's won a championship and he was an integral part, a critical part to the championship run for Golden State. But now whispers are spreading across the league that Danny H, yes, the Danny H that played with Larry Bird and Robert Parrish and all those guys, is not convinced that Donovan Mitchell can be the face of a contending franchise. Oh, that that cuts deep. That cuts deep. If th if that's true, if that's true, again five percent true, and he believes that to a certain extent, then you know there is a damage cannot be resealed, rehealed. Um, relationship. It's over. It's over. Because now you're questioning a guy who's been loyal to you for multiple years, who's held his tongue when he couldn't just lit this team up. He's been on the team since 2017. He's had five seasons under his belt. Has a really good plan. He's pushed through pain before. He's sacrificed. He had to play next to Rudy Gobert who single-handedly shut down the entire league. I, I don't know if that's an accomplishment or not. I don't think so, but... So, Donald Mitchell's been through a lot, and so for Danny Age to say he's not convinced, or for Whispers rumin, rumoring that Danny Age is not convinced fully that Mitchell is the face of a contending franchise, that tells you a lot. I would also say that I, I couldn't see Danny Ages at, but if these rumors are true and these whispers are factual, then Danny Age is delusional. Because Donovan Mitchell put this team on a map, on the map. It wasn't because Rudy Gobert, 
or Mike Connolly, all respect to those uh, tremendous basketball players. But here's the thing. Donovan Mitchell put him on the map. Being the 13th overall pick out of the 2017 NBA draft, I believe, you can't sit there and tell me you're, you're already tanking. So that's just, so you know what I'm getting at this. This is this is just an excuse from Danny H. If this is true, and this is coming from Danny H.'s own mouth and what he's saying from, connect from his brain to his mouth. That's just an excuse to say, we want to trade Donovan Mitchell. This is all smoke and mirrors. He's a tr tremendous player, but we just want to get rid of him. <laughs> oh my. Wow, excuse me on that. I don't know why uh, everything's just happening now. I see I'm just falling apart. And my day hasn't really begun yet. But yeah, that's just an excuse to say we want to get rid of him. That's just a lame excuse. Because there's no way someone actually believes that garbage. No one, no one's going to actually believe that. You have to be pretty dumb enough to believe that within the organization. As a fan, you could probably believe that to a certain extent, but I don't know. There must be something going on within the organization to have whispers like that surfacing around. Because the guy, statistically, is doing all they can. He's pushing. He's grinding. He's getting better each season. But hey, good good for Don Mitchell who's able to go out, get out, because... Is he if he's able to get out, it's not his fault. He's still requested a trade. He's not doing anything publicly. Maybe privately they're having conversations, but he's not doing anything publicly to damage the team, put him in a bad spot, put him in a bad shaming light. So when you understand that, it's not Mitchell's fault publicly. Sure they may have been having conversations privately, but to say to have whispers come around the league, spread like wildfire across the league, that Danny H does not think highly of Mitchell, because it's pretty much what you're doing. And ultimately, going to lead him to a trade. Ultimately, if it goes down his roads and these things are true, that is just really bad. And Danny H should just step down immediately. As much as I like the guy, especially as a player reviewing his highlights and the games he significantly impacted for the better. I just don't agree with him on that. Now, here is something that I do agree with, and I believe the board, the NBA board direct, uh, board of governors got correct, the playing tournament. So the NBA's board got this correct by making it official. Let me see if I get this right. Making it official that the playing tournament will be taking place each season. The official decision should be made today, Tuesday. That's what reports were coming it out coming out as. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened today. I'm pretty sure it is. I, I don't think I saw a speculation that happened. But this is gonna be great for them. I've liked the NBA playing the NBA playing tournament a lot. I believe it's done great wonders for the NBA. And there's a lot of truth to having this. A lot of opportunities for players and teams to still be engaged, right? Because you have to keep you have to keep the audience engaged. You have to. 
you can see potentially potentially numbers rising a bit or staying constant, not plummeting. That is huge. Plus, let's be honest, nobody wants to see a team tank. That's not enjoyable, and that's not why this why we watch basketball. That's why this tournament is staying for the long run. Because one of the league's top hopes with the seventh through tenth place teams in both the Western and Eastern conferences competing to fill the seventh eighth playoff spots have been to halt the tanking among teams keeping more fan bases engaged longer into the regular season. You do that for franchises, you do that for um fan bases. That makes sense. Like right there, that makes sense. They're still discussing an in-season tournament. I'm not the biggest fan on that one. Now, if you can do cool stipulations for that, if you're able to make it very interesting, I would do that. I think... Oh, I don't know about it. Would I do that? Yeah, you know what? I would do that without fail. Because... I, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, don't want to say that without hesitation or without fail. Because it could fail. I would have some hesitation. But it has to be very interesting. It could be like street basketball. Street rules or so. I don't know. Make it innovative. Make it creative. Like you can have like a million dollar prize. But you have to put it like free on free. And you get rid of the all star. Because there's always been something. Because people have complained about the season being too long. Something that many people have criticized baseball to be too long. Now... That's different ones like 162 baseball games or something. You want 162 games or something. I don't care, but it's a lot of games. Anything over 100 games is a lot. In the NBA, it's almost there. But it's not to that extent. It's still manageable. But I think it was really good for the playing tournament to become official, to happen for each season, because now it just gives an interesting twist. And I love the playing tournament. That's my most favorite thing to cover because it's sometimes more exciting than the actual playoff series that happens after the tournament or after the first round, right? It's different things like that. Lastly, guys, speaking about tournaments and events going on and competitions as a whole, the Magic is shutting down Padio Pachero for the rest of the Summer League after two games. It is also expected for the team to shut down Admiral Schofield, Schofield and RJ Hampton for the rest of the competition. Barsharo averaged 20.6 assists and 5 rebounds over the two games he participated in. That's a great sign. I hope I'm saying his name right. I would, I would feel bad if I didn't, but I, I should just Try to do Google Translate, but it never works out for me. Anyways, uh, Padio Parsharo, the former number one overall pick in this past year's NBA draft, past, past draft, really, 22 NBA draft. For the most part, so I, it was different. You saw Smith or Holmgren was going to go first or second, and you saw. Pachurio Pachero was going to go 3rd, 4th, or 5th. Who knows? Keegan Murray. But yeah, you guys get what I'm trying 
get what I'm trying to say. Get what I'm, you know, you guys get what I'm trying to say. So this is actually a great sign. I've tweeted out. I tweeted out saying that this is a great sign for the Heat. Um, for the I'm sorry for Magic fans and for the Magic franchise and for the player himself because now it's like, okay, they trust me enough to say, you know what? We're just gonna take our foot off the gas pedal real quick with you. You've proved your worth. That's why we draft you number one. You do not have to prove anything anymore. And I believe that's amazing. Because that's all you need to know about the player himself and his transition to the pros. And I say that could be something that can be agreed upon undoubtedly across the board. I truly, 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 truly do believe that. So I've caught, of course, you got Schofield, Schofield and Hampton both sitting out, or expected to be both sitting out for the remainder of the competition. That is perfect for him. But this is more important for Paolo Pacharo since he's the former number one overall pick. Now, guys, we're done with breaking news around the league. This was exciting. Uh, two shocking things happened, which was um, Danny Age and Donovan Mitchell. I'll get that more as it comes out, but maybe I'll see what's going on Friday when we release the podcast episode. Yeah, I'm still trying to learn our schedule. I just like to keep referring to the bio again. Check it out at twitter.com slash courtsaheat at courtsaheat. You got the app or you're going to look us up online on, on the interwebs. But yeah, podcast Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So yeah, Friday or Saturday, I'll dig more deep into that. I may release a mini segment or something. But yeah, I'm not going to stress about it. I'll cover if something more comes out, especially for Twitter. It's one of the most vocal I'm at, again, at courtsaheat. Yeah, the most shocking things were Danny H and Donovan Mitchell and the Warriors and Andrew Wiggins. One's being forced to trade a guy because of cap space. One's just making up lame excuses. And we can all tell that the front office, both teams have different priorities, especially with the front office. One's doing it the right way, one's doing it the interesting way. I think it's the best thing to put it, best way to put it. But yeah, with that being said, that was breaking news around the league. That was just recapping some of the news that happened earlier. So with that being said, let's move into let's just move into topic of the day, and that is NBA mock trades featuring the Pacers and the Suns. I promised you guys this in last podcast episode or something. It was one of the podcast episodes where I said I would do mock trades featuring Yandrain, the Pacers, and the Suns, and of course, Miles Turner being attached to it. I have free NBA mock trades. Some are fun ones for the Phoenix Suns. Some are some real ones that can happen. And I'm just feeling these all out. I'm not saying that either of these are going to happen. But what I am saying that the picks I'm using and the players I'm using are most likely going to be going into some combination of some sort of trade. I 100% believe that undoubtedly. 
And let's just get that going. I did post last night for a final tweet. Uh, that was like around 11.21 p.m., whatever. A mock trade. So if you guys have a chance looking at that, looking at that, I hope you did. Because we're actually going to talk about this one first. Make sure I have the right one. Yep. So for the first guy, for, for the first trade, this one was just testing out the waters. Teach uh so the Suns and the so it was, the trade was between the Suns and the Pacers. The Suns will receive two players of free picks. Right? That's great. They're saving five point four million dollars in the in the cap. How much is impacted? We're just saving more money. Suns would get TJ McConnell, Miles Turner, 2023 first rounder, 2029 first rounder, but it's a it's a pick swap for a more favorable protected pick. And then a 2025 first rounder. The Pacers would get DeAndre Ain in a 2029 first rounder, least favorable protected pick. This one was kind of interesting. For fitting Suns fans, especially because the Suns are actually getting McConnell and Turner. That's good. Because the reason why I threw McConnell in there and the three picks, in the, well, two picks in the draft swap, the pick swap, is because, you know, campaign or another point guard is going to be given up, or another guard really is going to be given up in the Kevin Durant trade. It's always been talked about. It's always been talked about. Maybe that would be Landry Shaman. Maybe that would be campaign. I don't know. But something like that that would involve in our guard. And of course, Miles Turner is going to be added to it. Is this the most fair for the Pacers? Maybe, maybe not. But they are saving $26 million in cap space and cap impact for money in general for them to use. But it is interesting. You are getting rid of an expired contract. You are getting rid of a guy that has three years left. But you are getting a core piece, a core player that's going to impact your team positively and be there for many years to come. Especially when inking them up to a huge contract and giving away two players and free picks. So, not bad. This one would more favor the Suns than it would the Pacers in theory. In theory. But I think it would benefit both. The second trade I had, this one was a longer one. This could, this is going to take a toll on both sides, but I believe this is going to give some added benefits. So the Pacers would be saving $28.5 million. They would give four picks and three players. They would get Darius Sargic, Landry Shaman, DeAndre Ayn, the 2026 second rounder, 2027 second round, 2028 second rounder, and 2029 first rounder, least favorable protected pick. The Suns would get TJ McConnell, Miles Turner, and Buddy Heald, uh, Buddy has two years left, McConnell has three years left, and of course, Miles Turner has that one year left, which will be an expiring contract. Uh, then they got a 2023 first rounder, 
2025 first rounder and 2029 first rounder, but it's a pick swap for more fair protected pick. You guys see that I'm loving that one, especially in the year 2029. I don't know why, but I just do. So I do like pick swaps to make it more interesting. This one, I have not put on Twitter yet. I want to get your guys' feelings first, but I wanted to put on the podcast first before I just blast it on social media. And by the time this episode comes out, these trades will already be on the line, probably. But I found this one interesting because Buddy Hill would be the wild card. I think, in a way, to get the more draft picks and, of course, get the shooting guard, that is more years and less money than Buddy Heald. Because Buddy Heald is less years and more money. You have something going there. And that could be a real uh, trigger for the Pacers say, let's pull the trigger. Let's get, let's get the deal. Let's get this moving. Because now you're saving money. The Suns are only saving $3 million versus the Pacers twenty and a half. You're getting a core piece. You're going to wave Sarjic, the versatile big man, and then you're going to get a movement shooter in Landry Shaman. That is huge. You're saving money, you're adding years, and you're being smart about it. The Suns are also winning because now you're giving up a now you're giving up a shooting guard that was hot and cold, hit or miss for you, and now you can put Buddy Heald, who's had success, who's been good as a movement shooter. So you're just swapping out movement shooters, but you have more consistency, if that makes sense. And, of course, you have the slasher and TJ McConnell. And, of course, you have the stretch big. Miles Turner's going to replace DeAndre in maybe years, because they're probably just going to end him up to a new contract, and he's going to be beating him out in years of money because he still wants to spend all that, and they're saying he's going to give out the same production as DA or something like that, where he's not so heavy or so bent on uh, getting the ball and being the first in command, being the first in charge and stuff like that, and taking a lesser role, a more team-oriented role, if that makes sense. So there are pros and cons to this. I think this would favor the Pacers too, especially when it comes to draft capital, adding all those extra picks into it. Sure, you're giving up two first-rounders, and you're just swapping out picks in 2029, but come on, 2025, 2029, that's a long way away. You're not there for the picks, you're there for sham and aim. You're going to wave Sargent, unless you really want the power forward, but I think you're going to get someone younger. You can always get a different versatile big that's going to be younger, and you want to have to try to just finagle things around. So ultimately, I do believe that you'll see Sargic waived if this trade were to happen. In either trade scenario, where it was Sargic was put into it, I believe you're going to see him get cut, waived, whatever it's going to be. Sham is going to stay. Aid's obviously going to be staying. You're going to have some nice draft capital. You're going to have some nice draft assets. And then for the Suns, you're going to be building out this team with T.J. McConnell, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald. And potentially Kevin Durant. Or you can go and say, look, we'll take Buddy Heald. And I'm not worked out in our mock trade for this. I'm just spitballing with you guys as we're going. But it could be like, we'll take Buddy Heald from you. We'll give you a guy, we'll give you a guy 
that has more years and less money to his contract. It will take the guy that has less years and more money to his contract. It will just flip him. You got to think about that, guys. You got to think about that. I believe the Suns will do it in a heartbeat because the Lakers have wanted Buddy Heald, but they opted out because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis because they wanted uh, Russell Westbrook the bomb. Right, you can all see how that played out. Not trying to get in the West brick, but he is a brick. And he's just rapidly deteriorating, especially at his age. Like, how old is Russell Westbrook? I think Russell Westbrook has to be in, in his young, maybe, maybe he's like 32 or less. Hold on. 31? I don't know. He's 33. Like, come on. You can say, oh, look at that. Look at the stats. It means nothing. I, I watched the man playing games. He's a bum. He's getting sad. He had saw runs for sure, but his time's up. He's lucky to have that player option, or he'll be only making $15 million per year, not $47 million, or whatever it was. But yeah, you can also see where it's like, okay, we'll take Buddy Heald. We'll do all of that. We're gonna swap things out. We'll take more. We'll take more money so we so you can save money. We'll take your extra money to make this work. And we'll just flip Buddy Heald to the Lakers potentially, maybe for some draft at capital. Maybe you're gonna try to go out and get some guys. To be honest with y'all, I really don't know how that's even gonna work. Cause I'm just gonna pull this. Out. I don't. I just don't know. Who the Lakers would have that would interest the Suns? Uh, I don't think Kendrick Nunn would, but I guess you never know. But there would be a strong trade package in a way for for Buddy Hill, but it's gonna have to rely upon picks. And if the Suns want to become aggressive with those picks, you could try to trade them out. So it would become very, very interesting. And something I believe needs to be considered. So that's why I was really making that trade. Because I'm like, okay. You make that trade and you've gained Buddy healed. Financially, you're working things out. There's a better understanding of it. And the Suns are taking more of the money penalty. And the risk of not being able to move healed. And just different things like that. Taking expiring contracts or soon to be expiring contracts. It's not bad. And you're giving up a few more second rounders. Look. It's not the Suns could be playing this trade for a bigger trade in conjunction with the Kevin Durant trade involving this trade. So you're pretty much trying to orchestrate free trades together if Buddy Heald were to be swapped for Landry Shaman. Both shooting guards, both movement shooters, both are the same height, just one's a little more consistent. That would be found in Buddy Heald in my uh, honest, very much biased opinion. But that's how I that's how I would view things. That's how I would view things. Now, lastly, guys, this is straight up benefiting the Suns, Pacer fans. Y'all are gonna hate me for all y'all fans that are biased for this uh, against the Suns or for the Pacers. Y'all are going to be hating me. That's going to be life. 
and I'm not even kidding because Suns would be getting two players and five picks while the Pacers get one player and one pick. But this was a success. This was a success mock trade. And Suns would get TJ McConnell, Miles Turner, a 2023 first rounder, another 2023 first rounder via Cleveland, a 2025 first rounder, a 2027 first rounder, and a 2029 first round, a more favorable protected pick. Or then a 20. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Then the Pacers would get DeAndre in a 2029 second rounder. That's a really bad deal for the Pacers, draft wise. Player wise, not bad at all. But this was offside more for Phoenix Suns fans or just for the Suns in general. To be honest, guys. I would do this deal because they're still saving a lot of money. They're saving $26.1 million. Phoenix is only saving $5.4 million. And in the grand scheme of things, they can allow you to be more flexible cap-wise. And you've still got a cornerstone piece. You've got a franchise piece for many years to come. You're able to offload an injury ring guy. Swap out centers for a better one, younger one. Um, and this is all going to coincide with... The Kevin Durant trade. Because ultimately, if you get more draft picks from the potential sign trade, because the Suns are very close to nearing a sign trade with the Pacers, I actually believe it's going to happen between either today, Tuesday, or by the end of Summer League, the day after Summer League. That's my window. That may be a, a generalized window, but I don't care. A vague window, I don't care. I believe that's the window. So either today or a day after Summer League ends. That's just my report. I have no insider information on that. I have no inside intel on that. No, I do not. That's just me straight up giving protect predictions because I can. So, it's really interesting. Really interesting. But those are my free trades. I believe two of the three of them suit the suit the Suns better than like the second one I was talking about suits both teams. Ultimately, it's all gonna be good because the Pacers know about this going into it. They're gonna have to pay the money. They're gonna have to pay the cost to get a phenomenal player or should be a phenomenal player, Ryan DeAndre. I truly, truly do believe that. Um, so there's pros and cons to each trade. But if Buddy Heal goes to the Suns and you see Lynch Shamgate broken up, we explain why, if that makes sense. It's just going to lead to another trade, potentially. Or they just swapped out Lynch Shamgate for Buddy Heal, which is perfectly fine. It's going to be in cahoots with the or in conjunction, just at the same time with the Kevin Durant trade. Then you're just going to see tons of picks, tons of first round picks, five first round picks go to the Suns. That can be played with the Kevin Durant trade, or maybe just hoarding it for another trade, or try to keep it for themselves if you're ever going to try to build for the trade, or build for the draft, rather. My apologies. Um, so there are things here. But the Pacers are set when they're giving up all these guys, but they're giving 
they're getting DeAndre and maybe a draft pick or two. Which is very fair, my ad. You're getting a young center. This has been a guy that you wanted since last NBA trade-off. So I'm excited. I am very much excited. And I believe this is something we have to continue to look at. Again, I gave my window between today and the day after the Summer League. But yesterday, everyone was reporting it. Suns are nearing sign trade deal to send Ain to Indiana. I 100% believe that's going to happen. We have been talking about it. We've talked about it on the podcast. I most definitely believe it's going to happen. I'm 98% confident we're going to see a sign trade. And that's going to go to the Pacers. And you're going to see some, some just the NBA Twitter world lighting up. The NBA world lighting up. Everyone's going to be reporting on it. I'll be there because it's going to be very interesting. But ultimately, this is going to benefit both teams, but most importantly, the Suns in the grand scheme of things. And I hope this all makes sense, guys. I really, really do. If not, I, I'm going to, if not, just send me a direct message as I'm going to put this all for Twitter too when explaining this. There's many different avenues that could be taken in with different players going in with better upgrades or trade upgrades. There could be trade advantages, trade. There's just all these different things. And with that being said, guys, I am going to call it on this podcast episode. If DeAndre Ayn breaks before Friday's edition comes out, I will be doing a mini segment on that, a quick 20 to 30 minute conversation on that, just on. Uh, DeAndre Ayn, just on the Pacers, just on the Suns when this comes out, because I believe it will come out very soon, and if I'm a bold man, and I am, I bet you it comes out before my Friday edition, and if I'm going to be very bold, I bet you it comes out either today or tomorrow, again, no insider news, no insider intel, that's just me with my big old brain, and having some fun with these predictions, until then guys, I'm going to roll, I'm going to check out I'll see y'all Friday. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch y'all for the weekend. Take care. I'm signing now. See you guys Friday.